Welcome to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast, where we bring you weekly sermons that uplift your soul, strengthen your spirit, and praise the Lord. Whatever your reason for listening, we're grateful for you spending your time with us. May God open your heart to love and your ears to hear. Our first scripture lesson this morning comes from Isaiah chapter 25. Listen for the word of God. Our ears. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wines, of rich food filled with marrow, of well-aged wine strained clear. And he will destroy on this mountain the shroud that is cast over all peoples, the sheet that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. Then the Lord God will wipe away the tears from all faces, and the disgrace of his people he will take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, Lo, this is our God. We have waited for him so that he might save us. This is the Lord from whom we have waited. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Please stand for the reading of the gospel from John chapter 11. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, See how he loved him? But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench, because he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I know that you always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here, so that they may believe that you sent me. When he said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth, and his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Please pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. What a privilege it is to be gathered together in the sanctuary on All Saints Sunday 
a sacred day in the life of our church and Christian churches all over the world. But this year, friends, it is a privilege that we do not take for granted because last year we were not in this sanctuary. We had online worship at home where we read the names and each had a candle wherever we were to light. Some of us gathered in the parking lot for a parking lot service where we got to hear the names in community, but still separated by, by windshields. And last All Saints followed and still preceded a season where we had limited rituals around death. We couldn't gather in here for funerals. Some people chose not to have any kind of ceremony or to delay it for a long time. Others of us had small graveside services outside only. Other times we gathered with immediate family and the memorial garden here to share some words of remembrance to mark the person's lives, life and the day and resurrection. We did what we had to do. We did what the world demanded of us at the time. But here we are on All Saints Sunday 2021. Thanks be to God. We do not take for granted what a privilege it is to be here, to be with fellow saints of God surrounded by that great, great cloud of witnesses. We are going to come together and feast at this heavenly banquet table, practicing for that day when God will wipe every tear from our eyes. We are tangibly living into that vision the prophet Isaiah proclaimed. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-matured wine, of rich food filled with marrow, of well-matured wine strained clear. And he will destroy on this mountain the shroud that is cast over all peoples, the sheet that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. Then the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces, and the disgrace of his people he will take away from all the earth. For the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, lo, this is our God. We have waited for him so that he might save us. This is the Lord for whom we have waited. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. On this All Saints Sunday, in addition to this powerful vision from the prophet Isaiah, we also hear that story of Mary and Martha and their brother Lazarus, dear friends of Jesus who supported him along his ministry, provided food and shelter and companionship. They're close. So it's no wonder that when Lazarus is on his deathbed, they call for Jesus and they expect him to show up to help, to heal, to save like he's done for so many others at a minimum, be there to provide them comfort in their time of need. And yet Jesus doesn't come as soon as they call. Finally, finally, he does arrive. But it's too late. Lazarus is dead. Mary says, Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Jesus says, where have you laid him? They take him to the tomb Jesus sees that giant stone covering up the entrance and says, roll away the stone. Now we know, we know because we just heard it and it's likely a very familiar story to you that Jesus is about to say, Lazarus, come out, unbind him and let him go. 
We know 2,000 years later that Jesus has the power to raise Lazarus from the dead and gives him new life, gives him new life, not just eternally, but here and now. We know that though Lazarus is dead now, he won't be dead for long. But Martha, his sister, Martha doesn't know that yet. And she says, quite practically, we, we can't blow away the stone. She says, Jesus, the stench, the stench will be too thick. In the King James Version, Martha says, he stinketh. It's a practical response. We can't let that stench out. But it's also an emotional one that each of us know too well. Death stinks. And we are perhaps more aware of that this year than in years past. That great mourning that COVID has brought personal as well as communal grief. The reality of last moments over the last few years when we couldn't visit loved ones like we would have wanted to at home or in hospitals. Martha knows that death stinks. We know it too. Jesus knows it. So what does our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ do? He comes and he sits. He sits right beside Mary and Martha. He feels what they are feeling, his own grief over losing Lazarus, his dear friend. And Jesus, Jesus weeps. He weeps with them. He weeps for them. And friends, he comes and he sits by us too all these years later. He meets us where we are with whatever we may be feeling today, pain, sadness, grief, anger, loneliness, exhaustion. And he joins us in it. He knows, he knows what we are feeling because he lived this life too. He loved and he lost. He weeps for the state of our world. God is with us in this, and we are not alone. He doesn't minimize what we are feeling. He enters into our suffering with us and for us, and he will not forsake us. That was true on that hillside, and that is true here and now in the midst of the pandemic, that God so loved the world that God sends his only son, his only son who turns the world upside down brings peace out of violence, hope out of despair, love out of hate, liberation out of oppression, and ultimately, ultimately, life out of death. Jesus says, roll away that stone. Lazarus, come out. The dead man comes out, his hands and feet bound up with strips of cloth and his face wrapped Jesus says to them, unbind him and let him go. And Lazarus walks out of that tomb. Everything that Mary and Martha knew and believed and lived by, it was completely turned upside down. They were surprised by the power of Jesus, even those who knew him so well. That power of love that overcomes our darkest days and our ultimate fear. On this All Saints Sunday, this is the good news, the best news for us too. That we indeed have a Savior who mourns with us, who weeps with us, but he doesn't leave us there. 
And not only do we have Jesus Christ, his presence and power of resurrection, but we have one another, fellow saints, to carry each other in times of loss and pain, as well as joy and celebration. Because we also gather on All Saints Sunday to proclaim that good and sometimes what can feel like crazy news that each one of us, by virtue of our baptism, we are saints. We are part of that Christian story. From Adam to Sarah, Mary to Peter, Augustine to St. Benedict, Mother Teresa to our grandparents, trying to be faithful in this life, proclaiming that good news of life eternal. We are saints alongside those who have gone before us. We mourn, we dream, we love, and we are the church together. So this year, here in our sanctuary, finally, we are proclaiming this good news together in word and body and spirit. We have names this year on the altar cloth. The last few weeks, you have been invited to write names of saints who've been significant in your own life, and now we have them here before God and one another. This year, as we always do, we will, in just a few moments, light candles and read the names of saints of this church who have passed away since last All Saints. But also this year, each one of us is going to have a chance to light our own candle that you have with you now, to light a candle in memory or honor of a saint or saints, to honor your own grief, your own loss, to honor their lives. But also, as we do so, each one of us to be able to carry that light of Christ that lives in us and in them, and as a sign as we fill this sanctuary up with light, that we hold the promise and the peace and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And as we do that, as we spread the light of Christ here and now, as we carry this vision, we do so for each other and for the whole world. This vision that on this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-matured wines, of rich food filled with marrow, of well-matured wines strained clear. And he will destroy on this mountain the shroud that is cast over all peoples, the sheet that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. Then the Lord God will wipe away the tears from all faces, and the disgrace of his people he will take away from all the earth. For the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, Lo, this, is our God. We have waited for him so that he might save us. This is the Lord for whom we have waited. Let us be glad and let us rejoice in his salvation. May it be so. Thanks be to God. Amen.
thank you for listening to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church podcast. We hope that you have found our podcast helpful and hope to be in ministry not only to you, but with you. For more information about Sandy Springs United Methodist Church, please visit www.ssumc.org. Until next time, may God bless you.